You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 58, answering your questions on survival jobs, agents, audition songs, and more. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Barra here. Welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my Build Your Musical Theater audition book online course. Now, as a musical theater actor, you know that your audition book is the most important thing that you own. Whether you're an aspiring actor in high school, a college student getting ready for summer stock auditions, or a professional gearing up for auditions in a big city, your audition book can make or break you. Desperate for some audition book inspiration? Dozens of students are finding massive success with my online course, Build Your Musical Theater Audition Book. As a student of the course, you'll gain access to videos breaking down each genre, including traditional musical theater, contemporary musical theater, and pop and rock, downloadable audition book checklists and templates to stay organized, multiple lists of song suggestions by genre and vocal type, tips on how to find the perfect audition songs, the ultimate guide to making audition cuts, and examples of 32-bar and 16-bar cuts in each genre. Ready to get started? Go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash book to learn more. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Okay, so if you don't already, I would really highly suggest heading on over to Instagram and following me at Actor Aesthetic because I hold polls on my Instagram stories pretty much every other week or so. You'll see them often. I leave a question box on my story and I want you guys to leave your questions that you have for me about anything involving the industry. Now, if you knew the number, you'd be surprised at the amount of repeat questions I get from multiple people, which means in a way that we're all in this together. I mean, you all are thinking similarly, y'all have similar questions, and the answers to them might not always be cut and dry. I love answering your questions to the best of my ability, whether it's based off of my own experience or based off of my own research. So without further ado, let's dive on in, shall we? The first question comes from Zoe. She asks a good one. She says, good jobs in New York City to provide for yourself while auditioning? Now, the reason why I say this is such a good question is because as actors, We can't always predict when our next acting job or life-changing audition will come. So while we're in a dry spell, 
How do we make sure we've got enough money to pay for rent, food, dance class, voice lessons, subscriptions, submissions, coffee dates, yoga, gym memberships, etc. through a survival job? And it's as simple as that. My biggest piece of advice when it comes to survival jobs is taking advantage of your unique skill set. What do you love to do besides theater? Or what are you inherently good at? Writing? Designing? Mathematics? Do you love working out? Are you good with kids? Pets? Are you a fast typer? Do you love organization? A really good side job is being a virtual or personal assistant. This is a really rewarding position for actors, especially if you can do this on the go and you're going to a lot of auditions. A virtual assistant is just someone who does administrative work for hire, but is not in the same place as the employer, sometimes not even in the same city. The work a virtual assistant does can be ongoing or project-based. I'd also suggest looking into temping because if you can type fast and you're good with computers, temping might be perfect for you. As a temp, you work in an office environment and you make from $12 to $20 an hour. Temping schedules are super easy to work around for auditions. I'd also consider nannying or babysitting. That's an excellent option for actors who are good with kids and have childcare experience. Parents are always looking for babysitters, especially in New York City. Dog walking is good if you love dogs. Early mornings, late evenings, and weekend hours, they all make it really easy to balance dog walking with auditions. If you love dogs and prefer being active in your work, This can be a great option. I would look into WAG and Rover. They both have apps for iPhone and Android users that make it easy to find clients. If you're interested in freelance work like graphic design, building websites, writing, translating, social media management, photography, it's definitely difficult to start out and find clients. But once you build a client list, you basically have started your own business. You can also offer lessons for any skill under the sun. So you can teach lessons in voice or dance or instruments. If you play an instrument, many parents will pay you to give lessons to their kids. So if you are interested in that sort of work, I would suggest creating a website and marketing your whatever you do online or post up flyers or leave business cards and postcards and coffee shops or other businesses in your area. You can also use Skype to your advantage or FaceTime to give your lessons remotely. In all, you really have to be strategic about the survival job that you are choosing to do in the time that you're not auditioning and working on your craft because it can definitely drain you, especially if you're not in love with the job or if you don't enjoy doing what you're doing. If you're living in a big city or if you're living on your own and you have to pay for rent and you have to you have all these new expenses that you didn't previously have when you were in college or living with your family, survival jobs will make or break you. I really don't say this lightly. Very few actors make a steady living on income that they've earned through performing. Very, very few. And if you're looking to make a lot of money, theater is definitely not the way to go. People make a lot more money in commercials and TV and film simply because of the medium. So 
you know, it's definitely a tricky situation, but if you can find a survival job that you love that also makes you decent money, then you're golden. Moving on to our second question. This one comes from Michaela, and she asks, how do you find an agent? Well, there are a couple of ways to go about finding an agent or at least submitting to agents. Before you submit to any agent, you want to make sure you know exactly how they like to receive submissions. You can either go directly to the agent's website and see if you can find that information, like their contact information and also how they like to receive submissions, or you can use a tool on Backstage.com. So if you're a member of Backstage, if you pay for their yearly membership, when you sign in and you're sent to the homepage of Backstage, go to the top of the page and click the tab that says More. Then click Resources, and you'll be redirected to a page that has all different kinds of resources where you can find casting directors, talent agents, managers, production listings, theaters, acting schools, headshot photographers, acting classes. It's a really incredible tool. So when you're searching up agents, go to Find a Talent Agent, and that'll take you to every single talent agency that is listed under Backstage. If you scroll down, you'll see that you can actually filter your search by affiliations, whether or not the agency is affiliated with SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild or Actors' Equity and other organizations, or you can filter your search by who the agent represents. Film and TV actors, commercial actors, print models, voiceover artists, fashion and runway models, hosts and spokespersons, theater actors, comedians, singers and musicians, and book authors. If you want to go even further, you can click through the location of the office. So if you're curious and you want to just look at agencies that are based out of New York City, or based out of Los Angeles, you can totally type that in and it will search only the agencies that are located in those areas. Now the search tool is free, but if you want the contact information for each or any of these agents through this website, you're gonna have to pay for the yearly membership of Backstage. But probably the best feature of this tool is the fact that once you click on an agency, it'll show you the personnel, so who works there, who manages the company, etc. And then also their affiliations, what kind of people they represent, and also their submission policy. They will let you know on this tool whether or not these agents are looking for submissions through email only or headshot and resume by mail only, interviews by appointment only, whatever, it will let you know all of this information. So you won't be left guessing how they want their submissions to be received. Another way entirely to find an agent is by doing a showcase, either through your college, if you went to school for musical theater, lots of college programs offer senior showcases in which they go out after you graduate to a big city like Chicago or New York City or Los Angeles and perform in front of invited industry professionals like casting directors and directors, agents, creative teams, writers, producers, whatever. Another way to do a showcase in front of 
industry people, especially agents, is through classes, through different studios. I know a couple of them in New York are The Growing Studio, Actors Connection, One on One, and there's more, but those are the top three that come to mind. In those situations, you pay for the opportunity. So you pay to take class and to do a showcase in front of one or more agencies at the end of the class where you get to perform material that was either assigned to you or from your audition book. The last way you can get an agent, and it's probably the easiest, though it's really not that easy to get an agent to begin with, but an easier way to get an agent is obviously through referral. So if you have a friend who knows you really well and knows your talent and professionalism and thinks that you and an agent would be a good fit, and they also have a connection with an agent, then they might shoot the agent an email or call them up and let them know who you are and that you would be interested. What happens after that normally is that the agent may or may not contact you after hearing about the referral and set up a meeting with you. In the meeting, they'll talk about who you are, who they are, they'll want to get to know you more, they'll ask you maybe for your reel or your website and more information about you as a performer, an individual. They just want to get to know you and get to know whether or not you will be a good fit for them. And then depending on how that goes, by the end of the meeting or even after a few days, the agency might look to sign you or freelance with you, whatever they feel is appropriate. Those are just a couple of ways you can go about submitting yourself to agencies. This next question comes from Paula. She asks, how to balance theater and auditioning with work and school? To be honest, it's really hard to find a balance and it's going to take a lot of trial and error. I know for me in college, it definitely was a struggle and took a while to find any sort of balance between going to class from 9 to 5 and then going to rehearsal from 6 to 10 every night. Weekends definitely became really important to me. I tried to clear my weekends of anything that was going to stress me out more. And I often used my weekends in college to get any extra work done that I was neglecting and also to map out the upcoming week. Because what happens when you are going to school for musical theater or you're pursuing musical theater or theater in general and also taking gen ed courses slash working a part-time job, it starts to take a toll on you mentally, physically. It works your brain in so many different ways. But I always found that if I wasn't doing well with my schoolwork or I wasn't keeping up in class or I was neglecting that side, then it started to affect my ability to act and perform because my mind was so cloudy and I wasn't able to be present in my work as an actor. Same thing goes for me now in my pursuit of a professional career as an actor. If I'm worrying about my 
side jobs and providing for myself and paying for rent and not doing enough in that way, then I will not have a good audition. I will not have a good performance. So first of all, my advice is to give yourself a break because this career is and will be very difficult to sustain. But also, remember that everything you do outside of theater, outside of your passion, everything you do, your schoolwork, your survival job, it all contributes to your overall goal of pursuing a career in the theater industry. Even if you think it doesn't matter, getting your schoolwork done quickly and efficiently will allow you to focus more of your time on performing. Likewise, hustling with your survival job and working really hard now will give you the financial stability to pursue performing. That's how I look at it. This next question comes from Malou. She asks, how do you find confidence in your singing? This is a good question because even if you are the best singer in the entire world, if you're not confident about your voice and your performance quality, then it might as well all have gone to waste. So my simple answer to that is repetition. Think about it. If you've ever had to give a speech before, the best way to practice is by practicing it in the mirror or giving it in front of your family and friends over and over again in different environments to different people. If you've ever had to memorize lines before, you read your lines on the page over and over again. You say them out loud over and over again. You practice with a friend over and over again. The key to all of this? Repetition. You get better at doing something through repetition, which means you build your confidence in doing so. Same thing with singing. The more you practice, the more you sing out loud in front of different people and find opportunities to get up and perform, the more confident you will become, trust me. And repetition doesn't have to be a chore. Find ways to make it exciting. Give yourself a goal to achieve every time you sing something. Start small, but the more and more you do it, the more confidence you'll gain with your singing. Which segues to the last question of today's episode. This question comes from Paige. She asks, is it okay to repeat a song if you are seeing the same casting people again? Okay, so what Paige is talking about is every once in a while you'll go to auditions and sometimes the same people will be behind the table. Maybe it's the same casting director or the same creative team, but this happens more times than not, especially in New York City when there are X amount of casting directors and they cast multiple projects. My short answer to that is yes, it is okay to repeat a song if you're seeing the same casting person again. However, I would be smart about this. I wouldn't necessarily suggest singing the same song a day or two after you just saw them. If you can, I would suggest changing it up, which is why having a solid audition book is important because it gives you a couple of options to choose from when it comes to auditions. But casting directors have pretty good memories. This is their job and that's what they're paid to do. And they're really good at it. So my gut says change it up. 
unless you went to an initial audition or appointment and sang one thing and then you were asked to come back to a callback, I would still prepare that same thing you sang for that initial audition unless told otherwise. Because at the callback, typically what happens is the same casting director or casting team is in the room and then some. They also have maybe the director or choreographer or musical director as well. So in that situation, prepare the music that you went in with initially and also a backup just in case they want to hear something brand new. But if you're going to an equity principal audition on a Monday and then an equity chorus call on a Tuesday and the same people are in the room on that Tuesday, sing a different song. Treat it as another chance for them to get to know you better. And by singing another song, you show them maybe a different side that they didn't see in the first time that they saw you. Does that make sense? There's not a really cut and dry answer to that. Just use your better judgment and trust your gut. Well, that's all we have time for today, you guys, but I appreciate you leaving your questions and topic suggestions. If I didn't get to your question today, don't worry, I will get to it in a future episode. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, and tag at Actor Aesthetic, because I love to see who's following along with me there. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.